I love when the confessions get a little scientific. I confess there's only one scent in the world that is proven to increase penile blood flow by 40%. Guess what this is? It's pumpkin spice and lavender. And I'm wearing it at Bedpost Confessions. This podcast is intended for those 18 and over. If that's not you, please check out scarletine.com and come back to this podcast when you are of age. Thank you for downloading the Bedpost Confessions podcast. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin, Texas-based monthly reading and performance series about sex, sensuality, and the steamy side of life. Between performers, we ask audience members to anonymously submit anything worthy of a confession, which is then read aloud by one of our producers. The performance you're about to hear by Bedpost producer Julie Gillis was recorded on June 21st, 2012. Here is Julie reading her piece titled, Ruin Me. My ankles hurt each morning when I rise out of bed. I've found tricks to help ease those aches, stretching my calves and rolling my feet prior to placing them on the hard wooden floor. Still, the first steps of the day indicate strain. Perhaps the beginning of arthritis from year of overuse. I read my dancing life in my ankles, piano in my wrists, oboe in my mouth. I admit that aging frightens me. At 43, I still feel vital and alive. I'm aware, though, that aging and being considered sexy don't always go hand in hand. We're too complicated as we age, too much baggage. Invisible at worst for women. Outside of cougars and milfs, the naturally aging woman might not be seen in such a carnal light. The body shows age in lines and scars and aches and fatigues written on and in our bodies. We may try to postpone aging through surgeries, exfoliations, or love affairs, but the words are permanent and often looked poorly upon. I'll share a quote proving this with you from an online magazine. A guy I know, a wonderful husband, recently confided in me that he loves female breasts. His wife is quite beautiful, but mothering has ruined her tits, he told me. He made it clear to me he intended to continue his interest in the female form in what he considered the least damaging way he could figure out porn and strip clubs, as so to prevent a meltdown in his marriage. My wife would freak out if she knew, he said, but I don't want to end up doing something stupid like having an affair with a teenager. <laughs> this hit me hard. The word ruined rang in my head. It provoked many reactions in those that read it online. Was it really that honest lust out in the open was that threatening? Or was it the totality of the statement, the particular callousness of it, that desire is predicated on perkiness, ruined? And as a woman in favor of conversations about lust, I think my reactions were due to the casual cruelty. Can I see the difference between my body and one of a 22-year-old's? Of course. Can I accept that when eyes cross a 22-year-old's bodies, they might experience something different than when they see mine? Yes, I can. It's fine to have that out in the open. My reaction is not, don't lust. I'm a fan of lust. It's be kind to me and her and your aging body while you lust for others, and I'll be kind to you and yours as my own eyes paw 
paws on younger flesh. And older flesh, for that matter, older flesh gets ignored in all of this because it's ruined. Ruin? Her breasts were ruined from motherhood, are mine? Or are they just written upon by life, by the stories of being young, of aging, of producing children? On my own breasts, I imagine poems of tears waiting for them to grow, of furtive and anxious teenage petting of the first touch of a hand, my heart pounding visibly under my shirt, him unloosening my bra, and the touch of his warm, slightly sweaty, clumsy fingers on my breast. Worry I didn't enjoy it enough. Fear that my A cups were too small. Here are the words of a soft, insistent flick of a tongue and the playful twist turning serious as growling teeth capture a nipple while I swoon at the attentions of an intuitive lover who understands how I like it. This mark here, a shock at the size C growing during pregnancy, the capacity for milk production, a glorious spray of nutrients of one breast preferred over the other, the larger one over my heart, the sensitive one, coincidentally, a collection here of a baby's unskilled latch, a ferocious mouth on my flesh, giggling as milk spills from his lips, himself milk drunk in a perfect, guileless sensuality of the purest bodily erotic. Here is satiety and pleasure and safety here. And here, in a more flattened curve, a story of empty sadness when that time of nursing was over. And a piercing, sharp, shocking, through a darker and far less perky nipple, with a lover and a husband holding my hands as if finally to mark a period ending. These breasts are not ruined. There are more interesting stories to be written both on my breasts and other places. <laughs> my husband's body too is covered in heartbreak, stoicism, sweetness, longing, his sticky candy tastes and dark scents and stories that are not for sharing here but I can read the poems on his skin, and he reads mine. Why such callous disregard in that statement, ruined? A lover's body is the ultimate adventure in erotic literature. There's so much to read and so many places to write. This spot makes you gasp. You want more. This spot makes you moan. It's too much. This thrust calls out a scream, feels like a lightning bolt of heaven. This place with a finger drawn round and round and round in concentric circles and a hand stroking upward makes you come. From red hand prints on skin to leaving invisible indelible marks feeling on flesh. We are now roadmaps of the erotic. Knowing you without words, wordlessly, beyond words, past words, in pleasure's control is truly seeing into you, seeing who you are, letting you see me. And I still come back to that word ruined. What about the sensuality of kindness? Words mean things. And what we say out loud is how we see the world. And are all of us that worried that we're going to be ruined or we will be as we age? Worried we'll be irrelevant, impotent, 
disregarded for sagging breasts or thinning skin or growing guts. The pubic hair grays, you know. <laughs> Scrotums drop. Vaginas that were once flowing natural springs are overtaken by hormonal deserts requiring lubricious supplementation. <laughs> Penises that formerly stiffened eagerly in seconds now take a longer time, sometimes needing scientific enhancements to coax upward. But it's true. No matter, though, that our bodies age, inside our minds are still the most Dionysian of desires. Years ago, I received a come-on, one of my very favorites, from an 80-year-old ex-sailor with emphysema and a proclaimed penchant for cunnilingus. He couldn't fuck me. His dick didn't work, but he could damn well go down on me, and how did I feel about that? We were in a nursing home, and I figured his oxygen mask needed to stay put. So I demurred with a wink and a kiss on the cheek. But it's fair to say we lust and desire the young because they are beautiful. But it is possible also that the desire for them is because they show us where we have already been. We know these stories. We've written them, but we just like a little bit more. Perhaps my sailor wanted one final seafaring tale on the bottle of the young. And mine was there and ready for the telling. Ruined. Fuck this unkindness. Though I push back against the inevitable decline, I have fears of my own from my own family's mangled genetics. Their bodies already ahead of me, written upon by life in nightmare scenarios. That's fear enough to worry about, let alone this quote, this most unkind quote about tits and aging. We must listen only to the voice of this desire in our minds. We need to hear the voice screaming inside of us like a dryad caught in the bark of a tree, like rings of trees inside us from youngest to our oldest self. That one ring doesn't age, but stays present and white hot if we just feel for it. That ring calls out to us past all the other aging layers to fuck, to play, to drink, to seduce, to dance, and rage against the impending years, to want so much that your body aches to be thrown, divided, devoured, torn apart, and yes, ruined. Ruin me with your body. Destroy me with your life until there is nothing left but me as my am. Listen to that ring. Even when the mirror is telling you that youth is good and gone, you'll still know it's there. I know in my heart our bodies are meant to be ruined from each other, from living life, meant to decline like temples first strong and shining into rubble of achy bones and weathered skin. Our aging bodies remind each other, partner to partner, that we are not new anymore. This is hard, and it is scary, but it is beautiful. Let us ruin each other with our sex and love and pain and see each other fully without words. We will wear our history in our bodies and it will tell us who we are. Our poems will lead us to birth and to death and they are holy, all of them. Yeah. 
Julie Gillis is an artist, producer, and social justice activist. As a parent, she believes in advocating for comprehensive age-appropriate sex ed in the schools. And as a grown-up, she believes in sexual literacy and equal rights in relationships. While comedy will always play a part in her performance and consulting, one must never underestimate how serious she is about making the world a better place for people to love and be loved. She writes at the Austin Chronicle, Good Vibes Magazine, The Good Men Project, and juliegillis.com. Bed Post Confessions is produced by myself, Mia Martina, of the I Want Your Sex podcast at miaontop.com, Sadie Smythe of thatswhatsadiesaid.com, Julie Gillis of juliegillis.com, and Rosie Q of sayprettybird.blogspot.com. Podcast audio production by Ian Danskin. You can find links to all of our websites and more information about Bedpost Confessions at bedpostconfessions.com. You can also confess with us at Bedpost Confessions on Facebook and Bedpost Confess on Twitter, where we tweet audience confessions. Chime in and add yours. Until next time, we'll leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess, the guest room I'm staying in has one of those Tempur-Pedic memory foam mattresses. I just hope it does not remember what happened on it last night. <laughs> Boom! Yes. I confess, touch used to terrify me. Touch meant abuse. Sex meant turning myself off. The greatest realization in my life was that sex could mean, well, something beautiful. Thank you. That was, I think that was a good ender on that, that one. That was a perfect ending.